Welcome to the MCG Podcast. In this episode, we gathered our creative medical marketing team to share three examples of new relatable patient experiences in 2021 and how we've converted those into profitable marketing opportunities. Welcome to the Medical Consulting Group Podcast. Today we have Brian. Hello. Bill. Hi, Leah. Thanks for having us. Trip. Good afternoon. And Chase. How's it going? So as you guys know, MCG recently wrote an article about uh, how we all have to change our marketing mindset in order to create a medical marketing strategy that works in 2021. And what we mean by change our mindset is we have to look at the most relatable experiences of patients right now. So in this episode, we've gathered our team and we're going to give a few examples of new relatable patient experiences and how we've converted those experiences into profitable marketing opportunities. So the first relatable experience we'll talk about, uh, which we wrote about on our article, is the uh, worldwide increase in video streaming. So Brian, can you kind of talk to that? The uh, global pandemic has taught a lot of people to be at home, be comfortable, and to (laughs) watch a lot more on-demand services, whether that's through their home computer, their phone, or tablets, and a lot of those services are like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. A lot of the uh, global subscriptions have actually reached like 770 million in quarter three up in 2020. That's at 39% over the year. So there's a lot of people watching all of those and we've tried to adopt our strategies to incorporate some advertising in that for our clients. Okay, and so I know in-stream ads was one of the things we use. Can you kind of explain what those in-stream ads are? Yeah, in-stream ads are basically those ads that you see when you're trying to watch a video. Sometimes those are on YouTube or Vimeo or these streaming services that we've talked about earlier. And basically it's that little ad that runs right before the video you're trying to watch. Some of those are clickable, some of them are not. It's really based on impressions and we get a lot of impressions out of running ads on those videos. And when you say clickable, you mean like skippable? Like you can skip them? Actually, they're, they're both. If you click on the ad, it'll take you to a specific area on the website that we've designed for our clients to help track that individual to make sure that they get the information that they're after. And they can also you know, sign up for an appointment or do things like that on the website. But yes, it is clickable. You can skip those ads, and if you click off of it, then it just goes on to play your video. And the idea there, we have built our ads where we front load all of the information, like the logos are in there. We say the practice name in there. We also talk about it's an eye-related service. So all of that information is loaded in the front five seconds. So even if you do hit the skip, you still get a lot of the information you've been exposed to it. Right, because it's, it's five seconds until they can skip. So that's why those first five seconds are so important. Correct. So why might bypassing traditional TV providers that control the media distribution be beneficial to practices? Well, you really have a lot more control. You can really rifle it down. You can absolutely know who you're talking to. And not only that, but you can control where that ad is placed. And you can on r- traditional television as well. But the difference is, is that Traditional television is reaching a a much wider demographic. Here we are really honing in on who we're trying to reach. And secondly, not only can you give a profile to these individuals so you know exactly who you're talking to, but it's very, very trackable. Whereas traditional uh, television advertising, it's kind of throwing it out there and hoping that someone responds either via phone or goes to the website. But basically here, you can really track the individual. If they click on the ad and go to your website, we can track where they came from and know where they arrived on the website and also see if they signed up to be a patient. 
That's perfect. So now that we've got people coming to the practice because of these in-stream ads, um, that brings us to our next relatable experience of 2021, and that is waiting in cars before eye appointments. So, Bill? Yeah, thanks, Leah. Uh, you know, my thought on that is a couple things. First of all, I think whenever you, you work with clinics as close as we do, you find that a lot of the staff members will tell you that the experience that they're able to give the patient is, is really a much higher level than they maybe were uh, able to give when there was family members in the reception room and family members in the exam room you know and throughout throughout testing so it's really kind of been interesting that in most of the practices around the country the caregiver or the person that brought the patient to the clinic uh, will remain in the car even to some degree you know given the the climate that you're you're in and the time of the year the patient may even remain in the car it's comfortable, it's an environment that they can talk to their, their family in the car, enjoy the conversation, uh, catch up, L lots of positives with that, while they're waiting to be called into the clinic for their exam or their, or their evaluation with, with the physician. So there, there's been some positives that have, have come along with it, rather than you know, that, that focus of sitting in the reception room and, and waiting for you, you know, your name to be called so that you can go back and, and start your exam. Yeah, and that's interesting actually, because you know, like I know that in the past we've placed a lot of emphasis on making that waiting room experience, you know, good. And now we're having to put, we're putting a focus on patients in their car and making that experience better, because they aren't, there aren't as many in the patient waiting room anymore, or the reception area. You're, you're right, and, and you know, I think the thing about that is again, you get this more focused individual attention, and to the patient, if you, if you think about it from a patient standpoint, the patient feels like, and especially if it's a big clinic or a big, a, a big eye center, um, that there's not as many people around, so am, is this more of a special day for me? So there's lots of ways in t which you can take what might be perceived to be a negative and kind of turn that into a positive. Patient experience today is really, really important, I think. Um, as a matter of fact, it, it's something that we don't focus enough attention on, is really giving that patient an outstanding uh, experience at the practice. We, our doctors are doing great work, okay? Our staffs are doing great work, okay? But the overall, the little things, there's a lot of little things that happen with that patient during that visit. If you think about that patient being here for an hour and a half to two hours, the doctor may spend four or five minutes with the patient, okay? What's happening with the, all the rest of that time? That's very important time that we need to create an outstanding experience for that patient. If he or she can wait in the car, we can call them in when it's their time, uh, whether that's through a pager system, a texting system, um, some kind of an automated system that allows them to be comfortable, relaxed, and, and enjoy that experience rather than think, I've got to go do this today because it's a, a, a medical necessity. Right. You know, there's pros and cons with the discussion we're having about patient experience and patients waiting in cars and, and family members waiting in cars versus, you know, actually coming in to the center of the clinic and then experiencing what the patient is experiencing. I mean, from a, a business standpoint, you want family members to come in and experience that because you hope that someday when they need eye care, that they'll come to your center, right? 
You left uh, a good impression. Yeah, you left a good impression, exactly. The, you know, but but the, the flip side of that is you continually hear doctors and, and, and staff members say, well, you know, without the family members in there, we're allowed to focus right on the patient and really 100% of our effort is given to that patient and not trying to explain to the family member or the caregiver what we're, what we're doing to the patient. So, you know, with everything, there's pros and cons about what is good with patients, you know, coming in and family members coming into the clinic versus family members maybe not coming into the clinic and everybody being focused on, on that patient experience. But it's, again, what we're trying to really what we're trying to get across today to people is think about it from your practice's standpoint and think about it from giving a great experience to those patients. What works best in your clinic or your center? Just so that we don't confuse people, because so, we are supposed to be talking about like marketing opportunities like within these new relatable experiences. Which of the things that we've just talked about would be considered like a marketing opportunity? The text messaging, like that is a marketing strategy. Like it's really more about the patient experience and building your brand overall. It's not the same as like, it's not as physical or straightforward as an in-stream ad, which is obviously marketing. This is more about building your brand and your patient experience. I think it is, but I think the marketing opportunity here that we're talking about is deciding on what gives your patients the best possible experience that's the best marketing we can do because we know that we do a lot of, uh, of marketing here and we do a lot of uh, digital marketing and social media and in-stream and, and, and retargeting and all, all these things that we talk about every day. But the very best advertising we could ever have is those patients having a great experience and going telling their friends and their family members. Right, okay. So you talked about it just briefly, social media and how we're using that as a uh, marketing opportunity right now. And it kind of ties into our third and final uh, relatable experience in 2021. And that is the fear of COVID exposure and how we as a marketing team are using social media to kind of keep that fear under control. So I'm going to let Tripp and Chase kind of talk to that right now. Yeah, Leah. So um, unfortunately, the increased feeling of caution that people have because of the pandemic has uh, contributed to people not showing up for their appointments. Um, according to the CDC, 40% of U.S. adults have actually avoided uh, medical care because of fear of exposure to COVID. Um, so it's very important to update the community on what you are doing to curb infection rates so that they feel comfortable coming in for an elective procedure. So one of the tools that we've been using effectively to do that is social media, and we've been using that to actually get our ophthalmologists' own words out to their patients, telling them what they are doing to prevent COVID infections in their office, um, masking safety procedures, and uh, in some instances we've used vaccination photos of our ophthalmologists and their staff getting vaccinated and they've held up signs that say, you know, to protect my patients, we're getting the vaccine to protect my patients. So that is really important to do to make sure that the community feels safe uh, going in for a medical procedure. And I, I know we talked about it in the article a little bit and maybe Chase was going to talk to this, I'm not sure, um, so maybe I'm spoiling it a little bit the idea of putting the doctor's faces. So it's not just like our 
our generic social media accounts, but having like videos or at least a picture of your doctors and direct quotes from them so that these people who are reading these, the patients that are reading these posts are seeing the doctor's faces. It's coming directly from medical experts. So I know that's something you guys have been working really hard on. Right, and that type of content screams authenticity. I mean, your, your ophthalmologists, your doctors are the voice of your practice. It's true that it takes an entire team to run an ASC, but whenever your patients go in for an elective surgery, they hear from the doctors, they see their face, and uh, that's who they're comfortable seeing during these trying times. Right, they're who you're gonna lean on and look to for leadership and support. Absolutely. One more thing I'd like to mention, and I can't stress this enough, even outside of the pandemic era, uh, one important aspect of social media that everyone should keep in mind is that you should post consistently across all social media platforms. And the message should be clear, consistent across wh whatever site you may be on. Um, it's true that Facebook is the largest platform and it's the most commonly used by practices and businesses alike, but depending on your key demographic or your key audience, it may be more important to emphasize a certain social media platform over another. It depends on your practice and your patient profile. It's just okay. something important to keep in mind. I'd like for us to pull all this together. Marketing, you know, during the COVID era and post-COVID era, and, 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 and I, I believe when most people are going to be listening to this, we're going to be maybe not you know, I, I guess it depends on how you define post-COVID air, okay? But but I think we're, you know, we're coming out of the really tough times uh, of COVID. But I, I think what we learned was we had to think outside the box, okay? And I think, uh, at least in our organization, we thought very differently. What we did with social media, what we did with certain types of of digital uh, uh, marketing and how we change those messages um, to be relatable to specific demographics of a practice or, or, or a patient base. And I, and I think as we go forward from here, from this day forward, we have to continue to think outside the box. The days of, of the way we marketed in the past are just that, they're the past. The days of marketing in the future I think need to be more relatable to what we're experiencing now and what I think our patients will continue to experience. Things have changed significantly due to COVID and the way we do business has changed significantly you know, since, since COVID. And I think we need to take that and use it as a springboard to expand our digital efforts, our patient experiences, uh, how we use social media, and basically just a change in, in overall direction of, of, of your practice, your marketing message for your practice and your ambulatory surgical center. All right, well, I really appreciate you guys joining me today. You're welcome, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, Leah. Thank you, Leah. Thank you for listening to the MCG podcast. If you'd like to read the article that inspired this podcast topic, you'll find a link to it in this episode's description. If you have a topic you'd like our medical consulting team to discuss in a future episode, send your suggestions to podcast at medcgroup.com or send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to the MCG podcast to stay plugged in to the most impactful issues shaping today's medical industry.